In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The text this evening, as we celebrate the Annunciation of our Lord, is the Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 7. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol, or high as heaven. With these words, the Lord demonstrated his gracious will and good favor toward his people, even amidst a time of great decline. The Lord offered to King Ahaz an opportunity to ask for a sign that the Lord is with his people, whether it be something in the deepest depths of creation or in heaven itself. If only Ahaz asked, God would make his glory plainly visible to all to reassure them that the Lord is with them. But alas, Ahaz did not ask. After our text tonight comes God's judgment on Ahaz and all the sinful people of Judah. Because of their unfaithfulness, they would suffer loss. But our unfaithfulness does not undo the Lord's faithfulness. Even though Ahaz refused to listen to God, the Lord himself still gave a sign that he is with his people. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. We celebrate this miraculous event tonight. Our text this evening from the prophet Isaiah comes about a generation, maybe two, before the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians. Just because that's a ways off, however, that doesn't mean that things are good in Judah, which is where our text takes place. Remember that, after Solomon, the nation of Israel was divided into two kingdoms. The kingdom of Israel in the north and the kingdom of Judah in the south. Of the two, Israel was much more worldly, and it rapidly fell into idolatry and greed and other great shame and vice. It was punished by God with destruction through the Assyrians. Judah, however, did not learn from this, and with few exceptions grew to be more and more like its northern sister with every passing king. King Ahaz, unlike his father and his grandfather, was not a faithful king. Ahaz did not trust God's word. And so the same destruction that came to the north was gearing up for the south. But God had a plan. The Lord sent Isaiah to speak his word to Ahaz. The Assyrians were gearing up in the north. This is true. They were gearing up to come and take Jerusalem. But this was the Lord's instruction to Ahaz. Do nothing. Do nothing at all. Ahaz need not prepare for battle nor gather alliances because the Lord would defend his people himself. Now, that's a hard sell. So the Lord offered Ahaz an opportunity to ask for a sign. 
Whatever he wanted that would reassure him of God's presence. But he wouldn't ask. Now, don't be deceived by Ahaz's refusal to ask for a sign. He, he cloaks it in pious words, but Ahaz's refusal comes from a place of unbelief. And that's usually how unbelief works. It likes to hide between false piety. The Lord, however, is gracious and kind and always mindful of his people, even if Ahaz didn't believe. And he gave a sign that he really is with his people. He said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The sign that God is with his people that he is with us, would be fulfilled when a virgin woman conceives and gives birth to God himself. This is fulfilled tonight. The Holy Spirit teaches us through St. Luke that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Gabriel was sent from God to Nazareth to Mary. Now Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but they had not yet been married. These were the angel's words to Mary. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his father David. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Gabriel's words make clear that the promise that the Lord delivered through Isaiah is fulfilled in the conception and birth of Jesus, who is the Son of God. Mary is the virgin, and Jesus is the sign that God is with his people. It's fitting that we hear this text while we have been studying the second article of the Creed. As Mary herself made clear, Jesus' birth did not come through human intervention. Rather, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and caused her to conceive miraculously. Even beyond that, she conceived in her womb He who is the Creator of all that exists, the Son of God Himself. Without an earthly father, Jesus was born without sin. And it was for this purpose that he came, to be the ultimate sign of God's love for us and his presence with us. Jesus came so that we might be reconciled to the Father through faith in his death for us. He came so that we might be fully sure exactly how God feels toward us. He loves us. This is something we always need to be reminded of, especially in times like these. As they say, things aren't always as they appear. Ahaz thought, with disaster looming on the northern border, that God's presence was a non-factor. The reality was so much better. The Lord was indeed with his people. He is with us. 
That is what Christ's conception and birth means. God is with us, and he is with us to bless us. Or else why would he come in this way? Jesus was conceived and grew as an unborn child in Mary's womb. He was born and then he grew up. He suffered just as we do, even though he alone did not deserve to suffer. By his death on the cross, he won for us forgiveness. Tonight we celebrate the conception of our Lord because here he is at his most vulnerable all for us. It's true that things aren't always as they appear. Even as we are gathered tonight in different fashion than we normally would and in the midst of a pandemic, the Lord is with us. Tonight is the night that he became man for us. Tonight is the night his work of our redemption begins. And even when things appear most dire, the Lord remains with us, supporting us and defending us. We learn this from the cross. The Lord grant us in this time of testing to remember those things that are most needful in our lives and the reassurance that Even when things appear to the contrary, he is with us to bless and to save. Tonight, Jesus is man for us. Emmanuel. Amen.